Hi, and welcome to Forest of the Future, the series where we look into how innovation in FSC can help save our forests. We all know that forests will play a key role in combating climate change and the biodiversity crisis that we're facing. In this series, we explore how innovation, especially within tech tools, but also more broadly, can help us protect our forests and support the mission of FSC, which is to ensure responsibly managed forests worldwide. In this episode, we will return to the topic of wood identification. We looked at this topic in episode eight. So if you're really interested in learning more about wood identification, stable isotope testing, and the initiative World Forest ID, which we will be referencing a few times in this podcast, pause here and go back to episode eight. If you already know everything about that, just continue listening. Because I have invited Mark Jessel, our Chief Systems Integrity Officer, onto the podcast again to explain to me what it is FSC is doing with wood identification and more specifically ISO archiving, what that is, and a brand new pilot we have coming up. Let's dive straight into it. Hi, Mark, and welcome back. I invited you on here because you have a new pilot underway in FSC. What is that pilot on? So perhaps let me just back up a little bit and, and give a little context lower before describing these pilots. Over the past year, we've been working quite diligently to shift our system integrity from a more reactive approach to a proactive approach. We're more assertive about how we handle system integrity. And if you look at the kind of volumes that we're dealing with within the scheme these days, I think most people will understand that there is a need for us to be much more tech enabled than we've ever been. So within that context, there's a very important piece around providing ourselves, providing stakeholders with an assurance around where the timber actually comes from, the provenance of timber. and. Although we are in the process of running pilots in blockchain, which will enable us to verify transactions up and down a supply chain, the one piece that blockchain doesn't address is that point about the provenance of wood. So these pilots that we are going to be running this year are all about how we can introduce a new technology to trace the provenance of timber. We're going to be using, I'm going to, well, introduce two terms. The, the first term is stable isotope testing, which is a wood identification technology that essentially recognizes that wood fiber consists of different particles and the ratio of those different particles like carbon or hydrogen etc differs depending on the species and on the actual location of that species in the world so stable isotope testing is part and parcel of this pilot the other term that i'll introduce is iso archiving which is essentially well it's an archive of all of the different isotope profiles of the species that we build into our archive. So basically what these pilots are going to be doing is looking to see whether 
through an ISO archive and using stable isotope testing, we can systematically trace the provenance of timber for the highest risk supply chains that exist within the FSE system. And fundamentally, we're going to be running two pilots. One will be focused on a simple supply chain. Think bamboo, perhaps, as a simple supply chain. And then we're going to also run a pilot on more complex supply chains. And there you could think about perhaps plywood as a complex supply chain. And we're going to, through the pilots, collect samples. We will conduct the stable isotope testing. We will begin to build an ISO archive. And then the whole idea is to then test against those profiles held within the ISO archive, test individual wood items to see whether they actually come from where they are meant to come from. If this is successful, then we'll be looking at whether we can scale up this technology and build it into our system integrity toolbox. So it sounds like we're going to ask certificate holders along the entire supply chain to participate in in the pilot, or how will the pilot work? What we're going to have to do, first of all, is identify certificate holders that meet this particular profile. It will be purely voluntary, and it's a bit like, in the sense, I think there is a parallel to be drawn between these particular pilots and the other pilots that are underway on blockchain, in that we initially seek out certificate holders that take part in the pilots on a voluntary basis. And in due course, decisions have to be taken as to what would be the profile of a supply chain where perhaps we would make it mandatory to introduce the ISO archive technology as part of the process of being certified. I'm not suggesting that this will necessarily be applied systematically across all supply chains. I think it's too early to tell whether that would be the case, but certainly across the higher risk supply chains, this will be of great value. Maybe we should just take a step back and explain to listeners what ISO archiving is, perhaps even more in layman terms. What you're saying is that every single species of timber, let's say oak, have a specific isotope profile for a given region, for a given location around the world. And then if we build a library that's fine-masked enough, that has enough samples, we would be able to take any given oak table, for example, and test that and tell if it's oak, first of all, and where that oak comes from. Is that the case? That's exactly right. Yeah. This sounds quite similar to the World Forest ID initiative. Are we building a parallel setup to that initiative? No, I would say it's complementary. First of all, World Forest ID is an initiative that we are very much a stakeholder in. We're, we're members of the consortium. I'm very pleased to be so. The objective of World Forest ID is to build a global database of all of the most traded and vulnerable species of the world. We're looking at this from the point of view of the need to maintain the system integrity of FSC certificates. So 
we are in a sense killing two birds with one stone in that certainly we are going to be contributing towards the World Forest ID global collection of wood samples and profiles through this exercise. But at the same time, and this is really our key focus, we are using it as a tool to ensure that the wood that is sold with an FSC logo on comes from the source that it says it should. Mm -hmm. So that means that they're focusing basically on the vulnerable species where we're saying we're focusing on all types of FSC certified products? That's also true. That is also true. What is it that we're hoping to learn from this? We're looking fundamentally to learn whether we can apply this method systematically across the higher risk supply chains of FSC. That's that's what success would look like. And obviously, we're looking to ensure that we can scale this with the numbers of certificates that we have at the moment. It's going to be important that we have very clear roles and responsibilities in terms of collection protocols, that there is clarity on how data may be shared between different stakeholders in the process. And crucially, we need to ensure that it actually is an effective traceability tool. If we're able to address all of these different challenges as part of the pilot, then I'm confident that we will be able to add ISO archiving to our our toolbox of technologies that we use as part of our system integrity within FSC. Hmm. But we've been collecting samples and doing wood fiber testing since 2011, as far as I recall. It's even part of our chain of custody standards that companies have to participate in wood fiber testing if they're being required to. So basically, we have already have a setup where we can request certificate holders who are in a given supply chain for a sample of their product and test it. And certificate holders can also request for us to test the product if they're in doubt. Does this pilot and this ISO archiving setup mean that the traditional way that we've been using wood fiber testing is going away? I don't think it's going away. I think this is more complementary. Wood fiber testing is very good at telling you what the species actually is. It is not good at telling you where the particular wood comes from. That's the fundamental difference. The geolocalization goes along with the stable isotope testing methodology. Uh, and the second, I think, benefit is that we become able to, to do this much more systematically. There's the question of cost. It's certainly true to say that stable isotope testing is still quite an expensive wood identification technology. And that's why, as part of the pilots, we're also going to need to look at the commerciality of this and the general viability, the economics behind it to see to what degree we will be able to apply it more broadly. You've mentioned a couple of times the word high-risk supply chains in connection to this. Can you explain a bit more about that? Well, there's a connection here to the risk-based interventions procedure. This is a procedure that enables us in a transparent and objective way to categorize supply chains in accordance with the level of risk that, that goes with them. This is a procedure that is going live relatively soon. So I I see a connection between this particular model, which is very much a data-driven model, and the Wood ID technology tool, because the risk-based interventions procedure model will tell us where we have particular risks around 
provenance. And this will enable us to target the stable ISO testing, the ISO archiving approach towards the right supply chains. So it sounds like if the risk-based procedure identifies particular supply chain as high risk, that supply chain would then be mandated to participate in the ISO archiving project. That is a, a likely scenario, yes. Can we get a bit more tangible here? How would this all of this work? So perhaps the best way of framing this is just to try and paint a picture of really how it would work very concretely. If you just imagine at the beginning of a life cycle of a certificate that a, a company states which particular species it is going to be dealing with, that company would provide access to a forest management unit and to therefore the, the source of their timber. There would be an exercise aimed at collecting a number of different reference samples from the forest management unit, and that would be done by specially trained collectors following specific protocols that would be consistent with World Forest ID. And then the stable isotope testing would be conducted on those particular samples and it would be stored in the ISO archive. Then throughout the life of the certificate at particular points that would not be known by the certificate holder, tests would be carried out, drawing samples from different points in the supply chain. We would compare the isotope profile of these test samples against the reference samples held in the ISO archive. And that would give us uh, a clear indication of and some assurance on whether the wood comes from where it's meant to come effectively. That's concretely what it would look like. So it sounds like, at least for the high-risk supply chains, that we would mandate those forest owners to suppliers with wood samples from their forest. And that if then several different supply chain actors had that same forest as their supplier, each of them wouldn't have to go back to the forest and get a new sample. Indeed. If they were drawing from the same forest and the samples were held within the, the archive, then we wouldn't need to do the same work twice, that's for sure. What we would be doing is collecting the, the, the samples from the supply chain and comparing them to those isotope profiles held in the ISO archive. Hmm. Do you foresee that these uh, samples could be contributed voluntarily to? So it's not just a mandating thing. The reason why I'm asking is that we are increasingly getting contacted by companies who are using wood identification as part of their own due diligence setup to ensure that what they think they're buying is actually what they are getting. Do you foresee that they would also be able to opt in to participate in FSC setup instead of having their own, perhaps as a paid service? Yes, definitely. And again, there's a parallel here with the blockchain rollout, where we're also envisaging a almost two-pronged approach, one which would be uh, mandatory as part of system integrity and another one that would be voluntary. And I definitely see scope for companies to avail of this service on a paid basis. And uh, I, I would imagine that there will be, as you say, a fair amount of demand for that if the, uh, the pilots are successful, which I have no reason to doubt. But I think it's going to be 
valuable really to see how the wood identification technology coupled with blockchain, which focuses on transaction verification, how when you bring these two together, they can begin to provide a really very, very strong degree of assurance to commercial entities that want to be absolutely sure about the integrity of their supply chain. And that's a link that you're foreseeing will happen in the near future? It is, yeah. Blockchain pilots are, are coming to an end now. The ISO archiving pilots will end at the end of 2022. So I could envisage these two workflows coming together sometime in 2023, probably towards the end of 2023. I think that's a, a possible timeline. You've already mentioned that we are working together with the World Forest ID initiative, but I'm also thinking that there are a lot of enforcement agencies out there around the world, especially in Europe and in the United States, where we have legislation that requires for timber to have a legal provenance. And they also use wood identification and stabilized tope. Are we planning to collaborate with these agencies as well? Yes, I think is is the short answer to that question. We're already beginning to plan a series of engagement activities with these kind of competent bodies in order to brief them on the pilots that we are running so that they're aware of what FSC system integrity will be able to offer in terms of traceability. So I definitely think that there will be interest, there is interest in these kind of solutions from a wide range of different stakeholders around the world. Okay, Mark, so now we have sort of an idea about what this pilot is and how we are looking to use stabilized stop testing and ISO archiving going forward. And I have no doubt that I will be asking you for a follow-up on this whole pilot and the project. So what do you hope if I call you up in a year from now and the pilot is being concluded, what do you hope to be able to report? What I hope to be able to report is that the the system works, that we're able to use it on a systematic basis, that it is economically viable, that we, if we don't have a fully comprehensive ISO archive, that we're at least able to get there within a reasonable time frame. Those would be the main success indicators in my view. Are you seeing any other certification schemes or any other organizations like ours out there working with wood identification like we are? No, certainly not to my knowledge. I think we're very unique in that particular sense. I think my ambition certainly would be that in two to three years after these pilots have taken place and once we have really successfully managed to pair this ISO archiving approach with some of the other tools within our system integrity toolbox that we really do become a standard bearer for system integrity in the wood certification and that we are seen as such by key stakeholders that we are seen to be playing a hugely valuable role in the sustainability space more generally. I do hope so too. And I think we're actually already there. We just have to keep our leadership position basically in the field. Indeed. That concluded my conversation with Mark. I hope you now know much more about ISO archiving. I certainly do because I didn't know a thing about it before we started this interview. I also hope that Mark's future state where we are able to combine actual proof of the provenance of timber with undisputable transaction verification through blockchain will become a reality in just two, three years time. 
Because if that is the case, well, there's no more messing with FSC and we can say that we are truly the strongest system for certification of timber and the best possible way to protect our forests. If you want to listen more, if you want to follow our work, if you want to get in touch with us, I encourage you to join our LinkedIn group. It's called FSC Digital Innovation and it's open for everyone. We post all future episodes on there. You can also always get in touch with me on digitalinput at fsc.org. I am Laura Worm and this is Forest for the Future.